0: We are creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is the Working Artist Project. There's a limit. like a waterfall in slow motion. Like a map with no ocean. There's a limit to your love.
1: love, you love, your love. Creativity is like being able to realize your nature you know, something about human nature, like, um, with what you're doing, it's a genuine act of making something for the sake of making that thing and enjoying it and being involved with it and having your mind being completely focused on it and being a part of it. Um, I think, you know, you can do it through any medium, you know, it's not just art, it's not just people that are artists, you know, it's people that do other things for humanity as well, like, you know, let's say Martin Luther King Jr., I mean, I'm, I'm, I, that's why I don't, that's why I say aspiring, right? okay, okay. <laughs> um, personally for me, right, but like, you know, somebody like that, or, you know, or you think about like a Miles Davis or Jimi Hendrix or something like that and you think about like these people who are just like channeling something but they were doing it selflessly too you know because they were making it accessible and available to other people for like you know for their for the sake of you know creating a deeper human experience something that can bring us together
2: Tom Larson is is my guest today and he's a really good friend of mine and at the beginning of the episode you heard him singing, you heard him playing guitar, Uh, you also heard him say a little bit about what he thinks about uh, creativity and honestly I think he is one of the few people that are super creatives and on top of that he's also super spiritual. And today we're going to give you what your soul needs. Today we're going to feed your soul. So uh sit back, relax and uh yeah, and enjoy the show. When I was listening to this record, uh, Loving and Losing, mm-hmm. right? I felt yeah. I, it felt first I was like, damn, this record is fucking amazing. But it's amazing because it, thanks, every man. song feels honest. Yeah, thanks. You know
1: I mean? Yeah, I appreciate that.
2: I think I think they are. I think so. <laughs> Like but you know, sometimes when you're creating art, it can be it can be influenced by, you know, by maybe something more popular that's going on, or maybe you need to do this one thing you need right. to make money. You know, or it can be right. influenced by a, a plethora of different energies. How do you keep that away right. from your process?
1: Well, that's called spiritual materialism. You know what I mean? That's where materialism gets in the way of your spirituality. And so for me, music is like a process, you know, a spiritual process. Like I say, it's some shit you have to keep trying every day. You have to keep trying to get better at it through your life and just sticking with it. And you get to progressively deeper and deeper levels. But in order to do that, you know, you have to be genuinely committed to that process, you know, and just letting it. Play out the way that it plays out, and not trying to do too much to control it, but just trying to be more. I remember that um, I was at Pete Malinverney's gig on this past Wednesday at Messhall that he plays, uh, okay, on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. and he was talking about he's like he said it. It was just while he was you know playing his gig, he was like yeah, like we're just trying to be vessels, you know. And by the way, it was killing, you right, know, right. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, you know, we're just trying to be vessels, for, you know. And I, you know, I think that's the truth. I think you just, you have to try to, you know, it's more of a process of discovery or something than it is you're making something all on your own. Because if you focus on the fact that you're making it, then it gets in the way, mm-hmm. you know.
2: When you get to that level that you're on where you're like, okay, I'm, I, I'm attempting to be this vessel uh, this spiritual being that's like you know exuding this energy of uh, creativity and positivity but then you have mm-hmm. this other thing where uh, the ego comes in it's like well am i successful right or am i not successful right. do i have right. money exactly. do i have the prettiest girl like right like how, exactly. how are you how are you balancing that like how do you know like maybe your your music is honest but no one cares does that mean you're unsuccessful
1: well, you know, one thing is is that we tend to judge ourselves based on the present moment mm. sometimes. And we measure ourselves based on the things that we've done in the past as well. But what we don't know is what we will be in the future, you know. So there's really no reason to judge ourselves, you know, at any point. Wow. You know, and also those other things, like I said, those are ways that... Um, I think have been institutionalized like those those questions of especially within our culture here in America, like am I successful, blah blah blah, all those things that you just listed right those are things that have all been I believe institutionalized to weaken us, hmm. weaken the masses of people from from becoming more aware spiritually and get to have deeper experiences, you know. Mm -hmm. so it's like for example making that sacrifice (laughs) of of having financial security as being a musician you know right but you know i lived i mean I, i think i realized when i grew up that i was influenced by the fact that my parents were are both ministers you know and they're both brilliant people but they took that you know took jobs in small lutheran churches while we were growing up you know and that's you know so i had that as an example of like you know you <laughs> you don't you don't need to base your decisions in life around financial security and money and stuff because you know what you learn and what they say in church is that God is going to take care of you you know <laughs> right so yeah man and, and, that's how i was raised you know right no i dig that
2: you know i think it, it's interesting because I, first of all i don't necessarily believe in financial security just because like you know, Sure. I don't know if such a thing exists because it doesn't actually. Yeah. It doesn't. You're right, and, and you know, and sometimes, like you said, like that can stop you from uh, doing the one thing that you were put here to do by the universe, sure. by God, yeah, you know, whatever you right. want to call exactly. it. And yeah. uh, we we can't let those. We can't let the. We can't live our life based in fear.
1: Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. That's right. <laughs> There's way too much of that going around these days. Right, exactly. Wow, man, I want to get into. Anyways, into <laughs> enough <laughs> of all that.
2: I want to get into uh, more detail about uh, your band, The People versus Larson.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, how did the band come about? And you know, we know what how the name came about, but how did the band? How did you form the band? And and uh, what's
1: what? You, how would you describe the music? The band really formed. I guess it was like. October of 2011 and um, With Dave Tedeschi and Dylan Shamat that was back and we started playing at sleep. No more all the time at that time and we played there together for about five years every uh, Weekend on Fridays and Saturdays at 2 in the morning um, But that was a really fun gig Um gave us a chance to really like just get tight you know right. in in sort of a club atmosphere you know at that time we recorded our first album i guess the next year which we recorded i wanted to do it old school so you know we recorded on the tape and mixed it all analog no computers until we converted it into a cd you know wow. like we'd already mastered it analog wow, wow. yeah It was tricky, man. That was tricky because you have to do it all very quickly because, you know, if you're in an analog studio, you have to also pay a technical engineer to be there to just make sure all the gear works, you know. Right, of course. And then um, three, I guess three years later, well, I guess a few years later is when we tracked Loving Losing, most of it. And then over the next few years, we were working on it, and we finally released it in twenty in early twenty sixteen.
2: Yeah, that's your most Um, recent release,
1: "Loving Losing," right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. How about we play "Loving Losing"?
0: Yeah, let's do it. I see your face, darling, and I can hear you call my name. You're lying on a bed of flowers I'm standing out in the rain Loving, losing, loving, losing Somebody tell me why I speak to my memory about the times that have passed me by. I said they passed me by, and I know they passed me by.
2: What inspired that song, man, or who?
1: Um, you know what I think the interesting thing is man, I think that When I when I write a song like And I I think that it's true for this song is that I think The the purpose is not to make it about your personal story actually Hmm. Like the purpose is actually to make it about anyone's story You know Hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like for me, when I write a song, I kind of think I, I kind of think songs, you know, they're like stories, you know, they or like a good story, like if you read a good book, you know, it's its own place, it's its own reality, you know, the characters are in their own complete, complete, separate, you know, right, they reality. Stand, they stand alone. Yeah, and so. When that's the case, then with the music, with the detail of the music and the sound of it is how you um, construct that world and, you know, create that suspension of disbelief for the listener when they're listening to it. That's what I try to do with a recorded song, you know. Okay, that's interesting, I've never had anybody, you know, usually musicians are like, yeah, this was about Shelly and she really, (laughs) you know. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see, it's just like... I mean, I think that, you know, some people can be interested, you know, in that, you know, when they listen to it. But I I don't know. I find it to be ultimately sort of like a vanity because it's just like, man, like, you know, music is about providing a service for other people. You know, when you're performing and playing songs, it, should, it shouldn't be about you, you know. Right, right?
2: Yeah, that's it. Because, man, it allows your listener and it, it, it allows them to be like,
1: oh, wow, like to get inside of the music. And relive yeah. their own experiences. It should feel like them, not like you know. It should mm-hmm. feel like an experience of themselves, really. Right. Ultimately. Wow.
0: Yeah.
2: Man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that. Well, either way it goes, you've captured
2: you've captured that feeling or that emotion of being, you know, like losing that love that that one thing. Yeah. Or that one person that you really cared about. And uh, sure. Yeah, man. You you nailed that. So we all know at least you lost somebody <laughs> Thanks, at one man. point, man. Because you couldn't have conveyed that without also experiencing it, right?
1: Man, I've lost more than one person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it has everyone. Right. And so, will everyone. You know?
2: <laughs> That's the
1: truth. I hate to laugh. It,
2: but, <laughs> no, it's know. just true. It's like, you know. It's, right. It's like, uh just keep living if you haven't, right? Right. Right. <laughs> just, wait. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. You know? Yeah, man. So what's the hardest choice that you've ever had to make in your life?
1: I don't know, because maybe maybe you would say, like, choosing to be a musician or something, but I don't know I ever felt like I ever made it. I ever made that decision, you know, like I said. From when I was, like, 12 or 13, you know, Um I knew that was what i wanted to do so i never really had to make that much of a decision there i only applied to two colleges you know i just i guess what i do is i don't give myself another option i just like all right this is what i have to do i'm just gonna <laughs> hope i can do it you know that's funny man it reminds me
2: of when i uh joined ellis's band you know and we were talking about uh, mm-hmm. backup plans and he was like uh he was like, Well, right. if you have a backup plan or a fallback plan, he said, If you have a fallback plan, then you're gonna fall back on it. Probably. And I said, <laughs> said yeah. God damn, that's you know, like that's some serious advice. It's like, well, focus on what you wanna do and do it.
1: Right. Like your fallback plan, see here's the good thing about here's the thing about being a musician, is that you can always just work harder, you know? <laughs> right. you need to make more money. Well, at least in New York, you know. Yeah. You need to make more money. You can find ways Just work harder and do it. So it's different than having a job that has a salary or an hourly wage, where you just get what you get. You know, at least we kind of have the opportunity to. You can always find different ways to make money as a musician. There's like a million different ways. You just have to find them. Exactly. Like that. But I think that's the one thing that frightens people is because.
2: Yes, you're, you're you are like on the hook. It's like if right. you wake up in the morning, your guitar right. is sitting next to you. and You say, you know what? I'm not touching this guitar. Then you wake up three months later, you haven't touched your guitar in three months, and then you also haven't had any gigs in three months, and you also can't pay your rent. There's no boss to blame, <laughs> it's right? Kind of, you gotta like, That's right. oh wait, wait a minute, That's I, right. I got to make some changes in my life
1: because I, I'm uh I'm setting myself yeah. up for but that's what's deep about it you know because that's always that's one thing is pe- people you know i mean you're kind of it's it's kind of a trade off i guess but at the same time like you get the opportunity to do that and that that is a path of basically you know needing to improve yourself and deal with the shit that you're going to have to deal with in your life no matter what <laughs> you know right it's like how do i how do I realize my potential? you right, know right right? I like to sometimes
2: think about, okay, to keep myself focused and to keep myself moving forward, like what to keep to keep myself like just you know keep things in perspective, so to speak? I like to yeah. think about like what what things are going to matter when i'm when I'm dying, when I'm on my deathbed, right, and I'm curious what right.
1: what those things are for you. Well, I think that in that moment, I would hope that I live my life according to the things that I believe, you know what I mean? Like my actual principles and, you know, the knowledge that I have as a human, you know, I hope that I lived up to that, you know what I mean? Like I put into practice, you know, my beliefs basically, because I feel like if I was dying and I knew... I didn't, you know, you'd really experience regret in that moment. But life is uh, like a constant. People see if you check out because I've really checked out Buddhism. I've read a lot of Buddhist um, philosophy. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have this thing called like the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Right. And this is about what happens to you when you die. Right. Like it basically has a whole description about what you're experiencing after you die right so it's kind of crazy but the thing is is what they're trying to what the deeper message is is that is really how you live your life because you're constantly changing and you're constantly morphing into something new you know so that's i would just say that about you know that whole thing about death and such
2: (laughs) no man that's deep man what does it say
1: exactly do you remember What does what say? The The Tibetan Book Book of the Dead? Oh, well it says basically like, um so the this book is is written so that the relatives can read it over the person that has just passed away. Okay. Right? And it's so that because they believe that the spirit kind of leaves a little bit slowly, so you know, they they think that like, you know, the first thing that you experience is like seeing everybody crying, you know. Over So so what they try to do is have it, you know, not have people being so sad and crying, but they're just kind of like reciting a lot of the teachings and stuff like that, like the that they've had, you know, telling the spirit to remember, you know, all the different teachings that's received and what have you. But then, you know, I guess there's this inner luminescence kind of thing, which is like you know the ultimate uh you know unity that underpins all reality i guess okay. you know and then the person has the choice to enter into it but apparently they believe that most people are afraid at that point and they begin to see you know what becomes form like color and lights and stuff like that and usually if they're afraid they are attracted to the colors and the lights and so forth And then those manifest ultimately into, you know, reality. And then the person is reborn into another human life, you know. Ah, okay. So they call that the bardo state where you're like traveling through this. (laughs) And there's all kinds of like nightmarish things that happen as well. Oh, wow. So it's not, it's Mm -hmm. not all flowers and roses, you know? No, there's like... I think there's, like, gods that come along with, like, a bunch of heads and axes, and they're ready to chop you into little pieces and things like that. So. Wow. Wow. That's great. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I remember some things from college that weren't related to music, actually. Yeah, man. So, you know, we're coming to an end here. And
2: I I like to um, give everybody an opportunity to talk about uh, the three
1: things that they're most thankful for. So, what are those three things for you? I would probably just have to say my friends, you know, that I've like met in my life. And then, like, my family, like my nucleus, like my inner nucleus, my family. And then I would have to say music, you know, because it's the thing that has ultimately, like, even all those things about Buddhism and stuff that that i was just talking about like i don't even think i would have gotten into it if it wasn't for music you know right wow
2: oh man let me let me not forget because i want to give you an opportunity to um to plug anything that you got going on in the city or you know anything you have going oh on man everywhere.
1: oh yeah well next thursday um playing at rockwood at midnight rockwood one playing a duo show with uh Diego Ramirez who's a really great drummer and I'm going to be playing some songs that I've written that I haven't recorded yet. Um, I started using my loop pedal on my gigs uh, over the past three or four months. I've been experimenting with that. So I also play a solo gig on Sundays um, at this place called the LIC Beer Project which they make fantastic beer. Um, It's in Long Island City. Um, I'm there sundays at four um other than that also i just started learning recording engineering man. so you know if you nice. need a <laughs> if you need somebody to track and mix some stuff actually uh i just started basically situation with that the LIC beer project where i can take selected people and um we can shut the place down and do sort of a live recording there you're gonna see wayne's um videos come out soon which we tracked and mixed there so oh, wow. you can see for yourself like oh, wow. Great. so you know especially for you darian because uh, you know i know you you know you have some things that you might want to do yeah man that's, that's actually but like check it out
2: okay know? yeah yeah check it out
1: that's what i like bro this
2: was fun man thanks for coming
1: <laughs> all right all darian all man. thanks it, for uh having me bro i appreciate it man.
2: yeah bro Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Working Artist Project. Before you go, I'd like you to do a few more things. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And check out what else I'm doing via my website, DarianDouglas.com. It would also be amazing if you checked out my Patreon page. I'll leave a link
0: in the description. Later.